You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 381 of Podcateers. This week we talk about Walt Disney World kicking off their 50th anniversary celebration, including some of their newest shows, Harmonious, Disney Enchantment, and Kite Tales. We talk about some big changes coming to Disneyland's camera shop at the end of Main Street, plus Larry tells us about visiting Freeform's Halloween Road, and Mel tells us about visiting the exhibit Legend 200 Years of Sleepy Hollow. We'd love to hear your thoughts on anything that we talk about, and you can join the conversation by going on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Just search for Podcateers and comment on the post for this episode. But we'd like to invite you to join our growing community over on Discord. You can find an invite to join in the blog post for this episode at podcateers.com slash 381. Steamboat Willie is raising money to help support the fight against women's cancers because any decent human being will tell you that cancer sucks. And as part of our fundraising effort, we released a limited edition golden pin with the Teamboat Willie logo. Only 100 of these special edition pins will be available for purchase, and once they sell out, we will not be making any more of this gold variant. How does the pin tie in? Well, we're donating $5 for every pin sold to City of Hope. Whether you, a friend, or a loved one has suffered from this horrible disease, you know the toll that it takes on them and their families, and this is our way of helping to put a stop to this horrible disease. To help, again, if you purchase a pen, we'll donate $5 from that pen purchase, or you can just make a donation to our Walk for Hope page. You can find a link in the blog post for this episode at podcateers.com slash 381. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us and we'll be happy to help as best as we can. To everyone that's already purchased a pin, made a donation, or purchased an auction item, thank you. And of course, I can't get this thing started without taking a moment to thank a very special group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that helped make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content like the Podcateers after show, and access to our monthly happy hour calls, just to name a few. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad, we invite you to check out podcateers.com slash FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP squad for their continued support. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we hope that you come back for more. And for those of you that have been hanging with us for some time now, we appreciate you. Thanks for being a part of the Podcateers family. All right, so it's just time to get this thing started. So here we go. Here is episode 381 of Podcateers. Mark one, Mark two, Mark Twain, Mark Twain. I like it. Uh, are you guys getting rain over in your necks of the woods? Yeah. Thor is like pouring a bucket outside my window. <laughs> I didn't know Thor 
poured <laughs> buckets, but nice. He's letting it ride over here. I'm getting the lightning. I haven't got the rain quite yet, but it's coming for Riverside. That's for sure. Riding the lightning, mm. nice. Yeah, it's, I'm I'm waiting for the entire Cars gang to show up because all I hear is thunder. Oh, I know what no. comes before thunder. So. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen the rest of the Cars gang, but anyway. So there's, man, there's so many things to talk about. Uh, I think the first thing I want to do is I just want to say thank you for the back and forth that happened on the auction for uh, Gavin's Prince last Friday. Uh, it was down to uh, my brother and Gavin's brother, actually, <laughs> nice. which was awesome. <laughs> yeah. And my brother won it towards the end. He's very happy. He wanted to buy the prints as soon as Gavin announced them, especially the Hatbox Ghost prints. So once he knew that we were doing the auction, he sent me a message and said, I think I'm going to bid on this auction. I want those prints. And it was nice that he waited and, you know, he was able to contribute to our Team Boat Willie goal of raising at least $1,000 for Walk for Hope. All the money that we make is going to help City of Hope Try to find a cure for women's cancers because cancer sucks, first of all. We hate it. Yep. And, you know, hopefully you hate it too. I mean, I, I don't know your life, but hopefully you do. <laughs> so we're really happy that uh, we were able to get that off the ground. We have a couple of more auctions that we're going to try to set up. Uh, also, Team Boat Wheelie pins are still available. They're $20, and $5 of every pin purchased is also going to our Walk for Hope fundraiser so we're pretty psyched about that uh we've had a really really great response to the pins i'm so happy people are getting them i'm getting messages from a lot of people that received them saying that they really like them that uh <laughs> that they look better in person than they did when we first posted the videos or the the pictures of them and that warms my heart that means a lot to me because we put a lot into these pins so i'm, I'm pretty happy that people are really liking them as they get them so podcuteers.com if you guys want to check that out want to get your own pin uh, remember that these are limited to 100 pins. Once they sell out, we will not be making the gold version of the Team Boat Willie pin again. That's why it's limited edition. Then after the 100, we're going to go to a silver version of the Team Boat Willie pin. So if you're one of the lucky 100 that ends up with one of these, uh, you know, post it with the number that you got. I'm keeping track of them, but uh, if you want to post it, you know, you could put what number you got on your pin. I think that'll be kind of fun. And uh, let's see, so much stuff going on in the parks. I'm I'm happy because I know that Muppets is coming this week. Yeah. yeah. We're finally <laughs> getting our Muppets Haunted Mansion. I was pretty psyched to see. Uh, Larry's going to tell us a little bit about what he had a chance to do. He went back to the parks this last weekend. But I saw that you were posting a bunch of images of Muppet stuff. What was up with that, man? That's right. I, well... I guess I get a villain now. The I couldn't help but get the scratch off of getting a key, and I am once again a magic key holder, and that was the join the crew, yeah, part of the crew, part of the ship. No, I'm just kidding. Keyhole with the rest of us. Yeah, keyhole with the rest, right? It's better than the other type. I mean, it was a good surprise. The Muppets, they had a good photo op, which I'd heard about online. Uh, the first thing, though, seeing was we've all been falling in love with that wallpaper they've been putting on. And they had the Honda Ridge line, the 
sponsor for the photo op with it all decked out um just wrapped in like that i guess that'd be like that photo wrap or shrink wrap that you put on cars that gives it the full imaging uh of the haunted mansion muppets version which i was like i will take that car gladly off their hands if they would like (laughs) and then (laughs) right beside it which was a really cool photo op uh was three or four different sections of the muppets haunted mansion first being two tombstones which were really cool uh we could get into detail with one of pepe and i believe the one was gonzo which was really cool and then a large like trailer poster that had you know the main characters pepe kermit uh, miss piggy uh, in the muppet haunted mansion overlay but the coolest part uh was on the side facing towards downtown disney which had some of if you're walking through the hallway in haunted mansion the changing portraits this had those but in the versions of the muppets which is super awesome uh so if you looked at them in a certain way they looked like kind of when you're going down the hallway as just as the muppets like in this real nice you know the cool elegant look that they have but then when you change it it got that creepy look that you're kind of seeing in the trailer posters and it was such a cool little effect to have just alone being a photo op nice but just seeing it was in the muppets oh dude awesome just awesome and way better at night to be honest that's cool man i mean i'm glad that they're giving the muppets some love uh even Mm -hmm. on shop disney they announced that there was going to be some uh muppets haunted mansion merchandise available uh the catch is that you do have to be a d23 gold member in order to purchase some of the special edition stuff that's there uh they have uh a, a shirt that says i survived the great MacGuffin halloween challenge haunted mansion want they have another shirt that says welcome foolish muppets dun 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 Need. they have a spirit jersey that says Muppets Haunted Mansion, and then the bottom half is just a bunch of designs from the mansion itself. And they have a pin set with, you know, all the characters from, the, well, not all of the characters, but they do have Fozzie, yes. Kermit, Pepe, a ghost, uh, Madame Pagoda, Beaker and Bunsen, and Gonzo mm-hmm. with the candelabra. And it is a sweet pin set. $55 to get all seven pins as part of the set. So. Limited edition to 999 Oh, is it really? Nice. I didn't know about that. Yeah, is yeah, it really? Yeah. That's super cool. That, I mean, that, is. that means it's sold out already. <laughs> I, I was on there a couple hours ago, and it was already limited stock. And I was like, okay, oh. it'll be sold out, you know, pretty soon. Well, I mean, usually about five eBayers buy them, and then they're all posted within the hour yeah so 250 dollars. so there you oh, go easy. if you want to buy them forget about that just go to ebay and pay six times more yeah it's guaranteed to be there right? it'll be, yeah it'll be there <laughs> you know it's been crazy too because with the 50th anniversary of walt disney world uh they had a lot of merchandise that was available and some of it's really nice i have to admit that some of the pins and some of the shirts that they have for the 50th anniversary mm-hmm. even i would want to get them and i mean i've never been to disney world i'm not a like big on disney world but some of the merch is actually pretty nice and people were posting videos of the stores and how there's been fist fights that broke out to get this merchandise and all I could think is the resellers are harsh, man. <laughs> right? It's, uh. It happened. The same thing happened when uh, I've been following kind of the 50th stuff. And 
when the new creation shop opened at Epcot. I've just been seeing the same kind of thing, just crowded, the resellers, just like hundreds of things. But what was funny about that, you know, everybody buying all that stuff, I, you know, I've been watching all the different people that are there, all the, you know, Instagrammable Instagram people. And um, the next day, you know, the October 2nd, mm-hmm. the store was wide open. They had plenty of everything still. The, you know, there was a couple of, um, uh, like, October 1st exclusive pieces. And those were only in one store that was in, like, Fantasyland or something. I don't remember exactly. But then all these, like, fist fights and stuff are happening in, like, the Emporium. Where all this oh stuff, they've made enough for this stuff for to last 18 months. So it, there's no wow. no worry. That's You'll get your hand on your uh, iridescent tumbler or whatever you want to buy. Oh, the Starbucks tumblers were the ones oh. that were causing some of the biggest... Um, I don't even know what to call it. But, I mean, it went down for these Starbucks tumblers, apparently. Throwing so. down. Apocalyptic yeah, yeah. scenario. Revelations. <laughs> Everything, like right? It's, it's all, it's all going out. down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all I can do is I can judge the stuff that happened from the videos people are posting, right? And the problem yeah. with that is that it's not, like Andrew was saying, it's not the case everywhere, right? It's right. something that happens right. in in a moment in time, and then later that day or the next day, thing, things just kind of settle down. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the problems with social media, that things get blown out of proportion. We tend to see this 15, 30-second clip, one-minute clip or whatever, and now all of a sudden, the entire thing is wrecked. Oh, my God. All 18 months are down the drain. And we're only like... 18 hours in by this point, right? Like, we're nowhere near the 18-month part. So uh, I try to take those videos with a grain of salt, obviously, because, you know, there's there's going to be the people that are going to be there on opening day, and they're going to do whatever it takes to get what they want, right? Because it's what they yeah. want. And that, it sucks because it makes the experience for everyone else kind of horrible. On top of that, a lot of the people that already don't like Disney, you know, it gives them ammunition to say, well, see, there's those Disney adults acting like Disney adults again. (laughs) You know, so the only thing I can say is I feel really bad for the cast members that had to work those first few days because they went through a lot. So to all of the cast members, quick shout out, because I can't imagine you know, having to go through that, like, I get it. The 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World, super important, super special event. But come on, man, just respect the cast members, respect that they are there to help you. Technically speaking, we are still in a pandemic, you know, so treat it like such, you know, be respectful to other people around you, be respectful to cast members. And you know, like Andrew said, don't worry. There's enough merch to last until the end of the 18 months. That's for sure. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous just seeing the like, okay, people were fighting over these mini ears and this thing and the next thing. And then the next day they're like, oh, yeah, look, the shelves are restocked. It's a, uh, you know, merchandise aplenty. It was <laughs> not a big deal. So and then the, stu- the stuff that was limited, they had a virtual queue for. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, nice. So you had to get a virtual queue and yeah. So, um, yeah, calm down, people. That's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. That virtual queue, though, I think it, it, in some cases, 
I mean, the best example I can give uh, about people not really realizing the virtual queue is a thing is think about what happened when Disneyland first reopened, right? Even though you needed to have a reservation and you had to have a ticket, remember the crowds that gathered outside of Harbor Boulevard because people were like, it's open, I'm going. And Mm -hmm. they were rejected and told to go home because they didn't have a reservation. So I think there's there's obviously a split, right? There's like people like us that really like Disney history that are really in the trenches when it comes to Disney stuff. Right. And then there's the fans that just, you know, when they happen to go, they happen to go. And then there's the ones that just don't know anything about it, but they go because their family forces them to go sort of situation. And so those people in between are the ones that I, I think end up making it more difficult at times because the cast members have to juggle the people that were trying to follow rules, people that didn't know any better, and the people that are just like, I don't care, I'm going to do whatever I want sort of thing, you know? So, mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, I, I had no idea that the limited stuff had a virtual queue. I wonder if I could get it from here. I uh, Yeah, I think it was it was the day of stuff. I'm pretty sure that stuff sold out day of. It was like October 1st exclusive, but... Yeah, who knows if you had to be like, you know, in Magic Kingdom and scanned in at seven o'clock and da, 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 I don't know. But I did see a virtual queue. They did have a super cool map and a poster that day. Did you see those? I did not. I didn't see much. I saw a couple of the the different uh, shirts and sweaters and stuff that had. Um, I think they had some that had like Goofy and like uh, some country bears and then like uh, like a Mickey Mouse uh Mickey Mouse Club review sh- looking shirt um, or sweater. So I saw some of the stuff. But I did not see the map. Nice. Or what, are you talking about? Was it a big wall map or just the no, just the commemorative? Commemorative. When you oh, walk I did in see there. that. Yeah. 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 Very nice, like dark blue, glossy. Yeah. It looks I did slick, man. I would totally have it wanted does. one of those. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I think in general there was. I mean, I think I've been very open about. I'm not ready to be in that massive a crowd yet. Like, I'm just mm-hmm. not comfortable mm-hmm. with it. I'm okay with being in smaller places. Obviously, I go grocery shopping. I do all sorts of other stuff, right? But when I saw the crowds, like, shoulder to shoulder at Magic Kingdom for the fireworks shows and everything that was going on, I I mean, I kind of had a panic attack. I thought, like, I did. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> Florida's it, yeah. a different beast out there. That's for sure. Oh, for sure. Well, COVID never made it down there. I think that's, that's the thing, right. right? Like, I don't think they have it down there, right? We only it's have it Disney everywhere else. bubble in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> continuing with the 50th anniversary celebration at Walt Disney World, they had a couple new shows open. There was a preview that happened on YouTube Live. We had posted it on our Instagram for Harmonious and Disney Enchantment. Did any of you have an opportunity to watch those streams? Yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> I didn't watch them live. I, I, I've I caught uh, Harmonious uh, later. I think I watched it uh, last night or yesterday afternoon or something like that. But I didn't get to see the live streams. I was uh, – I forgot. That. <laughs> yeah. I forgot they were a thing. <laughs> yeah, we forgot to repost it. Uh, during one of them, we were actually doing a live stream with Gavin – to announce the pin or the pins Uh, well i talked about the pins but we were talking about the auction that was going to be happening so i did miss one of the shows because they happen one night after the other 
but I did hear that there was a lot of problems with the audio syncing and there was just bandwidth issues. Um, so much so that Disney took down the live streams from YouTube, re-edited them, and then re-uploaded them later. So I think what you saw, Andrew, were possibly the re-edited versions that didn't have all of the problems that plagued the live streams. Yeah, I think oh. I, I watched a, a non-official. I watched somebody else fil- that filmed it. So um, I think I even had a different – it probably – it might have even been a different night. It might have – it was oh. probably the October 1st or 2nd or something like that when it, after it premiered. Um, so, yeah, that's – but I know uh, Melissa texted us afterwards uh, after she watched the Harmonious and uh, had some uh, uh, things to say, I guess. <laughs> You know, I just, I just feel bad. I think what it is, is I feel really bad because this is a golden anniversary. It's their 50th. And to see this kind of, they've had better shows. I'll just say that. They've had better shows that were beautiful. And, you know, they captured the, the heartstrings and everything. But I didn't feel that with harmonious and it's it's sad to say that because they really hyped it up and this was supposed to be their water show and so that's why i was kind of hesitant when i said yes but um i did get to see enchant was it disney enchantment yeah and it's again it's really cute but i've cried when i seen wishes Mm. and that was in walt disney world and i I was like, I didn't feel that, that connection again. And I just, I mean, I'm not going to say it's a bad show. It is not. But for the 50th, I kind of, I think I was just, I was, um, I was expecting more because you know how Disneyland, we had something with all the attractions that were in the park and we kind of didn't get that. Yeah. Mm. Remember Dreams Come True, the greatest fireworks show to ever exist yes. on the face of the planet. We're, we're pretty spoiled. <laughs> You're right. Disneyland forever. You're no, right. remember Dreams Come True, the greatest <laughs> fireworks show. Yeah. I said what I said. I, I remember. Yeah. Disneyland forever. So good. <laughs> yeah. Do you think you would have felt different if you were watching it in person, though? Like, Because I think there is something that's lost when you watch it. Uh, I mean, look, I, don't get me wrong. If you watch it live or on somebody's video and you're not able to go to the park, that's the next best thing, right? I've toured every mm-hmm. Disney park on YouTube, so I know, <laughs> okay? I've, I'm have i traveled right. now. But, you know, I, there is something to be said about watching recordings that I've taken of, let's say, you know, Disneyland Forever, for instance, right? Or uh, any, right. like the Christmas fireworks show that they have for instance that one's the one that gets me no matter what but i watch it on a video and yes i feel emotional like it gets me but being there mm-hmm. in person in the park watching it and feeling everything around you it it's different it is and i did think about that because yeah it was a different time because i was there with you know i was there with andrew i was there with jill i was there with our friend josh and just and just you know, at that moment, like spur of the moment, one, I don't even know how we made it to that trip, <laughs> <laughs> but it was magical. So, yeah, maybe it was that. But I've seen like um, magical, the you know, the fireworks here. And I cried when I saw Dumblefly. Mm. 
So, I mean, I saw that on YouTube and I cried. So I was like, I was really hoping to get that feeling from them. And I, I didn't. Um, so, yeah, I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> it seems like Harmonious tried too hard and like really like, I don't know, missed the mark because they really had big shoes to fill from Illuminations where that one was just orchestral music and fireworks and fire and that's about it and this one they're like okay well we're gonna make this about you know all the countries because you know it's in that you know the seventh seat or what is what is that that's not called whatever the world showcase in the middle of that um so they're like okay it's all these different countries and da 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 it's like but they used all the Disney songs and Epcot traditionally is not the place where you go to see the Disney songs and the Disney, this and the, you know, the, the, the movie stuff, I should say, um, you know, figment is Disney. Everything in Epcot is Disney, but it's not the movie, the film franchises and stuff. So, you know, that synergy that the company is trying to do, I think only hurt them in the, you know, in this show in particular, um, in, and they tried to do some cool stuff. You know, they're singing the, you know, the songs are in different languages and all this different stuff. But the, I don't know, the barges seem to be not as, I mean, they're a feat of engineering for sure. And they shoot fireworks out of the end of these little tentacle things. And that was cool. But I don't know. It's, it's very cool technically if you sit there and look at it at a technical standpoint. But like Melissa said, it doesn't really connect I don't think with what Epcot is all about and it's not a good successor. It doesn't top what was there before. Hmm. Do you think that the music, the, the visuals, the cadence of how a fireworks show is presented is as important as like you, you mentioned in this case, right? That it wasn't the films, it was, you know, the countries. They, they kind of shifted how they presented something like this. Do you think that as Disney begins to shift away from doing things that aren't as environmentally sound, like maybe a drone show or moving away from fire and fireworks to, you know, lessen the carbon footprint sort of thing, when we begin to see cleaner shows, do you think that the nostalgia of always seeing fireworks will make people feel like this is horrible, even though somebody who may have never seen a fireworks show sees one of those for the first time and thinks this is the most magical thing I've ever seen in my life? I, I could see that happening where, yeah. It, I mean, if they've never experienced it, maybe this could be the best thing that happened. And that's fine. I think it's just us that who are used to the fireworks and have seen the fireworks and have, have a history of that. I think we're the ones who are kind of more nitpicky about it. We're spoiled. But, that's um, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, just a little bit, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you have a good point. Y you do. And you know, I, I do believe that there's stuff out there like, like world of color, for instance, there's no fireworks in that whatsoever. And it's still incredibly impressive. I think another issue that the at Harmonious has with it is it's so far away mm, from yeah. from the audience. Um, 
you know, with illuminations, everything was up in the sky, but the fireworks were huge. This, these barges, they're in the center of that lagoon, and they're, you know, hundreds of feet away from what I can tell from the video. I don't know for sure, but it just seems so far away that you really can't get every, you're not seeing everything and stuff like that. So I do think that there is a way to do, I'm sure there is, I know there is, there's a way to do an impressive show with no fire, no fireworks, just water fountains. Drones would be so impressive. There's no reason not to have drones at this point, I don't think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, there's definitely, I think, a better way this show could have gone. Um, I don't have the answer of what that is. And, you know, a huge uh, shout out to the Imagineers who worked on this. And I don't think they did a horrible job. I just don't think that it's connecting the way that they thought it would with people. And that's unfortunate. But that's kind of something that happens when you build something, you know, new like this. You don't know how the reaction's going to be. Yeah. Larry, what about you? So I haven't watched the full shows. Everything I've watched has been social media based. So kind of throughout people, they've been posting through Instagram and some of Twitter. So not the full show yet because I wanted to see it like in an entirety with a good recording. Like, you know how you talk about rides that are like in 4K and stuff like that? Because I heard about what others were, including us, mentioning here that the feed wasn't so great. Um, but on the points that I made, I think... When I see the lighting, it makes me wonder what you're talking about. Like, is the newest generation that's coming in of the young, maybe they like this type of show more. When we talk about, like, drones and stuff like that, that's all lighting-based, right? And we like pyrotechnics. That's usually, like, a Disney go-for. But what we see in those two things, the difference, if it's the crowds like lighting, and then, you know, you have the old Disney fans like Pyrotechnics. Well, they're going to make a decision as well on money and budget, too. It didn't feel like budget was cut on this, I would like to say. But I definitely felt like well, lighting's cheaper than what you're getting in Pyrotechnics. And I think there's a big point to what Andrew's saying. It's, it's, it's a hard stage in itself to make that show on where it's at make you feel immersed like Disney is. You know, it's... A lot of forced perspective at Disneyland, excuse me. Lots of it. Here, you have the large land of Disney World and scope right in that area specifically. So, if I was going to say straight up, did it hit me in any, like, oh, soft spots? No, I don't have that tie to Disney World. But just, like, if you're going to ask me Disney-wise, yeah, it was good. I'm not going to say it's not. You know, it looks really well done. Uh, but I do feel like there was some things here, maybe, if you're going to ask... What, like you said, how is their reception to it? I would like to know because for me, I'm just kind of in this place of like, it's a great feat to have done as an Imagineering side, but a connection to the Disney and the crowd base, I just don't feel it. I feel like it's more of like a, a show, but nothing that one, like, uh, like, great example, World of Color. Even that, I'm not going to compare it to the best fireworks show ever. <laughs> Let's not do that, forever, right? You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to carry it just like wool to color. And once again, that's that forced perspective. Very close, right? Uh, but they had a large scale to make this big, grand, right? And they tried, and they've done a good job. But I'll, I'm really wondering to see, because myself, I'm disattached from it. And I hate to say if it's because it's from Disney World. I would just like to like because it's Disney. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you make a lot of really great points and, you know, bringing up world of color, 
you you mentioned it that the stage is so much different because you're so much closer to it than you are you know at at the lagoon on the world showcase so yeah i get that but i mean okay so you know for the sake of argument you know the other show that opened up as part of the anniversary is also kite tales right Mm -hmm. and kite tales is pretty close up and we saw that one i think had some issues because you're dealing with the elements right you're dealing with wind you're dealing with water and how you're maneuvering through it uh for those unfamiliar kite tales is a show where they had cast members on jet skis maneuvering around with big macy's big balloon type (laughs) kite things and it i mean it had its challenges right i mean it was something new uh i'm i honestly i don't even know how to feel about kite tails i it's it's too bad because we're just talking about like this innovative thing right this is different like you make the the pun joke of it looks like macy's day parade float thing you know the thing the balloons they put up right but if they would have executed well not to jump too far ahead but if it would have been like a good clean execution of seeing this like well done on his first time i think we'd be saying different things we wouldn't be feeling these feelings like we're saying right now like oh i don't know how to feel about it quite yet right and uh it is it does look weird immediately but i mean it's pretty cool idea that's the thing i I like that i like the idea yeah it's pretty unique for sure i mean that's i don't think i've seen anything like that and i mean i'm not saying like i don't know i mean it's it's a lot of technology it's not just kites so design wise it looks cool but yeah poor things (laughs) that's the best way to put it that's all i could think of it's just it's i know they wanted to do this for the 50th and it's like man you know that's the worst thing is having these things debut and then Everything just falls flat. No pun intended. I really needed to say that. <laughs> yeah. You know, with the kite, I'm sorry. Yeah. With the kite tails, I, th- I, I think I figured out what the, the weirdness of it is. And it's not the kites. And it's, you know, it's not the jet skis. It's not the show. It's the fact that they don't have a offstage space to take these kites to. They come out and then they dump them on the side when they're done. <laughs> like they like slow the jet ski down and then they just like flop onto the side and everybody can see it. And I think that might be the the part of the show that kind of pulls you out of it. Mm. It's not like oh, you know, Fantasmic at Disneyland where everything kind of goes around the rivers of point. America and then it disappears and you can't see it and then whatever happens who knows back there. This is like, okay, we're done with seeing Baloo, so here I'll dump him on this bank of the river, and then here comes Timon and Pumbaa, and then we dump them on the bank of the river, and so King bad. Louie gets stuck in a tree, and, uh, you know, and whatever. Those are the only kites I've seen. I don't know what other kites there are. Um, but I agree with you guys that I think it's the concept of the show is, is decent. Um, I think the... Maybe the venue wasn't uh, well equipped to deal with these kites. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if the the area of water that they were working with was slightly larger, where they could pick up speed in a way where the kites 
look like they were really flowing through the air and they didn't have to cut such tight corners on the jet skis and try to get Mm. them to turn so sharply, I think it would have been a better uh, way to execute the show. Uh, It's, it's hard for, you know, anytime that we, that we talk about these types of shows, especially when they're new, it's hard for me to be like a total jerk about it. Right. Because they're brand new. Obviously people worked really hard on them. And in many cases, they're working with limitations that maybe they didn't have before. You know, how many times have we heard of attractions or shows being planned as one thing and then budget cuts or whatever change that and then we get just a fraction of what it was supposed to be, you know, or we get a watered down version of a show and it's nothing like it was promised in the concept art at D23 five years ago. Disney, I'm not looking at you. Um, so, I mean, it's <laughs> it's hard to be you know, really critical of stuff like this. And uh, I I do feel bad because I, I get it. I think it w- it could have been something really fun to see while you were just kind of sitting down, having a drink, you know, grabbing some food or whatever. But uh, sadly, the execution wasn't there. They probably will get it there at some point. Maybe they need to shorten uh, like the strings that are ho- or the ropes that are holding up the balloon so that they can take the tighter turns but keep them long enough so that the cast members that are maneuvering them around are still safe. Maybe they're at the shortest they can be for something like this. Or who knows? You know, I'm not there to test it. So all I can do is give an opinion of how it looked while doing my best not to sound like a total keyhole. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I will say, though, that as far as the celebration is concerned, really the thing that made everything magical were the beacons, right, of every park. When they mm-hmm. lit up Cinderella Castle, they lit up the Tree of Life, they lit up Tower of Terror, and then Spaceship Earth, man. I uh, I fell in love with the way Spaceship Earth looks and the light show that they did for it. Uh, and in a close second was the fact that at tower of terror there was a nod to the tip top club where they had people dancing on the side of tower of terror as if they were in a nightclub at the top of the tower (laughs) so close second but man it i mean spaceship earth was just gorgeous Mm mm-hmm yeah just I didn't get to see that part, but seeing the photos and knowing how Spaceship Earth is already awesome to look at without the lights. So to see it lit up like that, beautiful. Like, that was awesome. And to see, like, the pixie dust on top, that was yeah. cool. Look, if if Spaceship Earth, the way that it was presented, is the reason Kite Tails isn't fully working, I'm totally cool with it. <laughs> yeah yeah as long as that stays around you know of uh, some of these things they're like okay 18 months and we're done and we're taking it off hopefully this this at least the spaceship earth thing they keep that up that stays forever ever because that's really impressive it's fantastic um it's it's a great look and custom designed uh lighting fixtures by imagineering yeah i love it nice. I, oh man, that's they, awesome 
they knocked it out of the park with this one. I'm so impressed with all the work that they put into it. And I think with the redesign of Epcot and the direction that they're going with that pavilion and just the park in general, uh, I I would be surprised if they did take it out at the end of the 18 months, you know, because it's so popular. It's so gorgeous. I I think every park having something that illuminates up the way that, you know, the castles do, you know, for, for the proper parks. Uh, I, I'm, I don't know, man. I just, I think it adds an extra level of awesomeness that it, it isn't necessarily needed because I mean, you're at a Disney park and in most cases that's enough for some people. Right. But like you said, Mel on its own, Spaceship Earth is already impressive, but you add these lights to it, and ugh, <laughs> it's so pretty. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, if any of you had an opportunity to be at the Walt Disney World celebration, we'd love to hear from you. Like we said early on, we know that there was a lot of issues with merchandise and possible fights and all sorts of stuff. But, you know, again, we're only seeing a snippet of time. We don't know how it was, and if you were there the entire day, you probably you have a better snapshot than we do of how the day progressed. So if you were there, we'd love for you to share your experience. Shoot us a message over on Instagram. You can send us an email to comments at pocketteachers.com, or you can connect with us over on our Discord server. If you haven't joined our Discord family, we're a, a small but growing community. Head over to podcateers.com, scroll down, you'll see the invite to Discord. Or you can also go to podcateers.com slash 381. That is the blog post for this episode. There's an invite there. Uh, If Disney hasn't retaken them down, I will also post the videos to Harmonious and Disney Enchantment. And um, yeah, and uh, all those videos will be available on the blog post um, for you to check out as well. Uh, let's hop back to Disneyland, but before we do, I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcateers is brought to you by a fantastic group of people known as the FGP Squad, or as we like to call them, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support that makes these episodes happen through their support via Patreon. Uh, if you want more info on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, you can head over to podcateers.com FGP for more information on that page, you'll find a list of some of our top contributors, a little bit about what the FGP squad is all about, uh, a link to our Patreon. And uh, yeah, if you have any other questions, you can always reach out to us. But being a part of the FGP squad family does get you some additional perks, like access to our monthly happy hour call. You get some discounts on Podcateers gear, uh, giveaways, additional content, all sorts of stuff. So again, podcateers.com slash fgp is where you want to go for more information and of course to all of the members of the fgp squad we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support uh disneyland yeah i'm, I'm kind of torn on this one okay and i'll tell you why in a bit but it looks like we knew that the camera shop was going to be closing down camera shop at the end of main street always overlooking sleeping beauty castle right in front of the corn dogs uh, the shop closed, you know, the Disney announced that they were going to be getting rid of it and they were going to be turning it into a merchandise location. We finally got word about what that location is. It's going to be called Plaza Point and it's going to be a year round holiday shop now. So you'll be able to buy Christmas ornaments, Christmas decor, 
all sorts of things Christmas related year round. And I'm torn because uh, as a, I want to say as a photographer, but it's been so long since I've posted, maybe now I I should be saying like as a former photographer, uh, you know, having the camera shop there is, is iconic. It's, you know, it's a, it's a big part of Disneyland, but at the same time, I understand progress, right? I understand that when, when you talk to people that have worked with camera gear, you know, when you ask them to take a picture, they'll hold something up and they'll put it up to their eye and they'll kind of do the clicky thing. They might move their, their hand in front, like they're adjusting the lens for a little bit. Right. But now if you ask somebody that's younger, what are they going to do? They're going to hold up two fingers as if they're holding up a phone and then they're going to tap with their finger. So times are obviously changing, right? So I understand why this move is Mm -hmm. coming. Uh, I think I'm I'm I've fallen into the category of I'm letting nostalgia hit me, which is why I'm kind of upset about it. But I also kind of love it because, man, it's Christmas, yo. Yeah. When you say <laughs> Christmas all year round, I'm like, Hazen's going to love that because you love Christmas. Yeah. Like you do. <laughs> I mean, um, I didn't know what it was going to be named. And I'm I'm okay with it. My only gripe that makes me sad is they've removed Main Street. And it's like, oh, that's still Main Street. It's not... I understand Plaza Inn is right next to it. But you're still on Main Street. That kind of broke my heart. That kind of, like, pushed it away. It's like, aw. <laughs> but it is called... Pause the point. Holiday shoppy, just like Melissa's shoppy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and what's kind of cool about this store is um, not only is it year-round Christmas, but also rotating through other holiday merchandise as well. And the the Parks blog post they mention. Um, a couple different, they said, among the, some of the holidays, you know, you'll be able to see um, also, besides Christmas, you'll be able to see Hanukkah, Lunar New Year, um, Spring and Easter, Fall Decor, and Halloween um, will also be available in the the holiday shoppy, or the, sorry, pause the point, shop holiday shoppy. But we know what the main event is. That's really all that matters. It's I Christmas. mean, it's Christmas. So. Halloween. I know, but, but still. Halloween is my jam. <laughs> Christmas is. And they showed some of these some of these things. It looks, you know, they have people hand-painting um, nutcrackers, and they have people oh. hand-painting, like, uh, ornaments, and, you know, there's some weird spooky-looking... Uh, Halloween guy, I don't know. He's kind of scary looking. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know what he's supposed to be, but there's kind of some scary looking guys and stuff. So it's it's I I'm I'm excited for it. I I always you know love me some merchandise. So um, I can't say the last time I was in the uh, camera shop. Uh, so maybe I'll frequent this uh, store a little more. Yeah. And that's probably why, you know, they're making the change. You know, when you think about how 
photos. It, it was the place where you would go get your photo pass images. You know, you would get frames, and if you wanted them printed, that's where you would go. But I think as we slowly transition to social media and people getting digital copies of their photos from PhotoPass or even taking them yourself and posting them to whatever platform you want, prints are not as big as they used to be, right? And so I, I think that Disney can still provide uh, like a service where you can print a photo, you know, from it if you want it mailed to your house and you want to customize a frame or something. I'm sure they can partner up with some kind of company that will allow you to do that. There's plenty of services around that can make that happen for them. Um, but I, I can see why they would make this change. You know, the photo supply co company, which is what it was known as right before I transitioned to this. Uh, you're right. I mean, even as a photographer, I very rarely stepped in there because I was I was at a camera in front of my face. Like, kind of, why would I have to, you know? So um, I, I don't remember what was there at the beginning, but I know that before that it was Carefree Corner. Um, it was this guest registration area. I think we talked about it on the Main Street episode of, yes, of the podcast. Yes, we did. But... Um, yeah, Carefree Corner was just this guest registration area where you could go in, you can sign your name, and they had all these guest books, and you could talk about your home state and stuff like that. They kind of shifted it, and it became Card Corner for a little while, uh, and then it became Carefree Corner again, like, in the late 80s, because, you know, why not? And it wasn't until 1994 where it became the Main Street Photo Supply Company, and it's... It, it was late in the year, so we're almost, like, to the anniversary of when that happened. But it's gone. That's it. <laughs> no more. <laughs> and they moved. They did move PhotoPass. Like, it's not gone. Um, so all the PhotoPass stuff is now outside the turnstiles over there yeah. on the left side of the um, the Disneyland turnstiles. So you can still – I mean, they. I don't know if they have printing available in that area – so who knows what I know? I've seen the screens are there, you know, the big screens where you can find your photos and look at them and do 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 do. Um, so it's just not in the park, you know. That's that's uh, prime real estate. Yeah. So well, there's it wasn't making a There's money. also Kingswell <laughs> Camera Shop over at, Ca at uh, California Adventure. So oh yeah, I mean they yeah. could just consolidate the fact that there was two shops, and they could just tell people, yeah, go get your prints over at DCA. Uh, if you can't park hop, it's probably the only time you would run into a problem if you actually wanted that. But, mm -hmm. you know, like I said, I think just the idea of getting prints of something you took at the park is at a point where 1% of the people want it printed, maybe. You know, it, it's not something very common. But I, I, I don't know. I mean, let's ask the question, you know, for all of you listening when was the last time you had a photo from the park printed? Whether it was something that you took on an attraction, whether it was... Well, I guess, no, that's different. Because if you purposely go to take photos for, like, an engagement shoot or for whatever else, that's totally different, right? Let's say attraction photos. Let's keep it to the services that were available. Oh, yeah. Attraction photos photo or pass photo pass. Photo. When was the last time you had one actually printed? You know, leave a comment in the Instagram post for this episode We'd love to know where people stand on getting the physical prints because that, you know, that that could explain why, you know, Disney just decided let's just move it to something else. And they already had some holiday decor 
if you walked in the back area of that shop into the next shop, you saw a lot of the holiday stuff already there. So it makes sense that they just kind of expanded on that. But, um, you know, I, I when you said Halloween, Mel, I just thought to myself, man, with hmm. so many people that decorate Halloween trees like they do Christmas trees, it's I mean, they, they yeah. do have Le Baton Rouge. Uh, over in New Orleans Square, but they don't have a lot of like ornaments, right? Like there isn't anything that no. specializes in the ornaments. So yeah, if they're going to incorporate other holidays, like they could make a lot off of Halloween tree right. decorations. Look at us for like yeah, spirit totally though. Can. Like there's other stuff we've been looking for. What if they like add more stuff that you could get for the holidays in that shop? Cause like you said, nutcrackers aren't necessarily ornaments. So it's like, imagine, I don't know, like a cool Jack Skellington setup or uh, other Halloween overlay that's a light that you could buy at the shop during Halloween. I could see how that could go real well. It's it really is for me at least the name. I just I think I feel like they could have did something different than Plaza Shopee, <laughs> but it's a uh, it, it's cool. It's cool. I, I'm ready to get like mel over here more options than i love christmas but if we could get some halloween and even some turkey day thanksgiving up in there that'd be kind of cool yeah that's some disney themed stuff always on the lookout for that yeah i need a disneyland t-shirt for every holiday i only have i have like three christmas t-shirts and that's about it i don't because i like the ones that say disneyland i don't you know i don't need just like mickey and a and a whatever i like when they say disneyland so you know, if they have a Disneyland Thanksgiving T-shirt, I uh, that's right up my alley. <laughs> Here's what I'm gonna do: I can't get it to say Disneyland because I don't need another cease and desist. But I will make oh you a Podcateers one that has the different holidays. How about that, huh? Uh, you know what? That's just as good, <laughs> if not better. Collide. It's all the holidays on one shirt. <laughs> Every three letters is a different holiday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, speaking of Halloween, Larry, you took a, a trip to a Halloween-themed thing. Tell us a little bit about what you did. Yeah. Uh, in Los Angeles, they have this thing called Freeform Halloween Road for about four years. This is the fourth time they've been doing it. I have always had my eye on it because, well... If you know Freeform, the channel that's kind of like a partner channel to Disney and ABC, uh, they have their 31 Nights of Halloween, and that's what this event kind of kicks off. So the main thing here, though, is photo ops. As we were just talking about, this is a perfect segue. What they do really well is they have licensing through the Freeform 31 Days of Halloween to these different franchises, specifically Nightmare Before Christmas, and then you have the Addams Family, and then you also have um, oh, Ghostbusters, and then not last but not least, Hocus Pocus, which is a nice. big crowd favorite. So what's really cool about this is once you get there, uh, when you're going in, it's in the, I believe, a Heritage Museum of Los Angeles, which is older houses that have been kept to like the early 1920s. That's the real part that they build off of. But really what you're seeing is props. So when you go in, it immediately gets you like the Hocus Pocus vibes. You see like Binks crossing signs. You also see like Jack Skellington's 
It's just really cool, and they're handing out little candy, kind of like Oogie Boogie Bash, but nowhere near the amount <laughs> you would get like uh, Andrew was talking about. <laughs> Um, but the main thing here, like I said, right when you go to the first photo op, op they had here was the scene in Nightmare Before Christmas. It kind of like timelined it where you saw the Scarecrow, Jack Skellington, well, Scarecrow Pumpkinhead first was one of the major things that they have. And it was like, dude, I was like, I got to get a selfie with this guy. Me and Rebecca were like, heck yeah. It's like one of those cool things that you see like moving around in the movie and you're like, it's real. It's became real. Uh, and then the next thing uh, that you would see is the trees from Nightmare Before Christmas. When Jack goes into the forest, they had redone that to like life size. And oh my God, dude. It was like, it, it, you didn't like that Disney vibe. I know it wasn't an officially Disney event, but oh, just there's Disney fans there, obviously, right? Just getting close to that and like being real life size. And they had the green lighting that is like, behind the christmas tree uh on the jack-o'-lantern nice. oh, dude and the smoke was coming <laughs> out so cool you talk about photo ops that was another thing i think hazen just to kind of comment on that little sidebar here a lot of people today the hard part is there wasn't people necessarily um keeping the lines in control they were letting them take their pictures there so when you did photo ops back in the day, you know, you only get one shot on the ride or one shot, two shots maybe with the cast member. A lot of these kids today wanted like 10 shots. <laughs> so you had to like really, I know, you think about it, you know, like you take one and they're like, now you could see them. Back in the day, you couldn't see. You just were like, oh, I hope that came out good. Me and Rebecca were talking about this like, dude, I kind of want to get in there too. Like, I, I know you want to look real good in your shot, but. 10 is a little excessive. So luckily, though, uh, me and Rebecca, for the Nightmare for Christmas, the one we really geeked out on is, though, they had the mayor's car with the cat. Oh, that's cool. Nice. You could take a picture with that, which was awesome. And they had this, uh, well, the mayor, the city downtown, you know, like a night before Christmas, the, the main city part where you see the clock that counts down to Christmas, Halloween, uh, and then they had an Oogie Boogie Wheel. So cool. And then the Hocus Pocus show was the Sanderson sisters, but they were actually drag queens. So keep that in mm. mind. But th they yeah. killed it. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> and then Billy made a, a guest appearance who was a, a male. But Billy was awesome. I got a photo op with him in his gravestone, which was I sent a picture of you guys right by uh winnie basically <laughs> frozen as she is in the movie in hocus pocus just well done freeform i will admit did a good job on this it's only a five-day overlay so if you don't catch it before halloween they usually release the tickets really early in september and it's a really short engagement um it is kind of hard to get but they are worth it every minute and i'll be honest they were 37 bucks compared to other halloween events that's really like a competitive price point for all the photo ops but i would suggest get there early get in there and try to stay there as long as you can because they don't necessarily kick you out they just give you a band to let you know you've got in and it is awesome well done that's awesome gosh that sounds like fun yeah. <laughs> i was looking at that photo you sent over larry 
um, of you in front of the the Winifred. Yeah, does she have lasers that coming exactly out of her fingers? Right. Is she that had what was lasers going on? coming out like in the movie that effect? They had lasers coming out of her fingers, which was pretty cool. And you know another cool photo op, uh, you know the Virgin Candle where uh, the Sanderson sisters that haunted house, right? Well, they had a photo op, which is I'm like Disney, jump on this, where they did. Um, Kind of like when you see on Instagram, they do the boomerang. Well, they had that same effect, but you opening the door, like when she's screaming out for her book, book, when she opens the door, but it was a quick boomerang. So someone would time it, a staff or volunteer member from Freeform, and would just be like, all right, go. And so you get these like cool, like you could scream or jump or whatever. I was like, this, that's a really cool photo op too. And then they would send it to you through text, which was awesome. So it was like a non-contact thing. So so cool. That's cool. So cool. What night did you go on? You said that it was only limited to about five nights. Uh, were you on the right. first, second night? What, what did you end up going to? First night, October 1st. Nights. Usually it falls that every year. They do the first five days of when they launch the 31 days of Halloween on Freeform. So it's always like first night's October 1st, and that's the one I went. Uh, so by now, by the time that people listen to this episode, it's going to be done. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it'll be done by now, but I would say keep in mind for the future, like, if you are a Disney fan, look back at it and then, like, plan for it. If you're a Halloween fan and you're a Disney fan, plan for it next year. It's absolutely worth it. I'm pretty sure they're going to bring it back. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, um, I guess we'll have to remind people next year. We'll set our reminders on our phones to give people a reminder on some social network. Yeah, when you're buying the tickets, Larry, make sure you remind yeah, everybody, everybody else to get their tickets. <laughs> After you get yours, of course, get your tickets first and then say, oh, hey, don't forget, tickets are on right. sale. <laughs> For sure, I will. So keeping with the holiday theming here, Mel, you also went down to a show down in your neck of the woods. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I'm still kind of on cloud nine from that. Um, so Friday... Friday was a good day, seriously. That's what Ice Cube said. Um, oh. Right? <laughs> um, so I got to visit the Museum, Museum, and Cultural Center. And I got to go see Legend, 200 Years of Sleepy Hollow. I'm so glad I got to see it because this exhibit was supposed to happen last year. And I remember, you know, hearing from Gavin, hearing from our friend Clark, Clark is actually the person who curated. And if you want to follow him, check him out. He's at Art of Clark Silva. And, okay, let me start from the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) So when you walk in and you're greeted with, welcome to the exhibit, right? You see this bridge. And it's the story. That's like the first thing you see is that bridge. And you have to go through it. And once you go through it, You're greeted by, of course, everything that has to do with Sleepy Hollow for the past 200 years. And you're greeted with history. And it tells you a little story. I I came out learning so many new things. I learned a whole lot about where it's from and exactly like how it was. And um, they had a lot of really cool artifacts to where they had these... um, in the pictures in our uh, in our Instagram post, there's these glasses. They're they're 3D glasses, but it's really cool because you have these pictures from there at that time in the 1900s, and you just see these little pictures, 
and they're just 3D and it's you're thinking about dang they had this back then it's so cool to see that now like today's time and um, so you're learning a little bit about that and as you continue you could hear some of the sounds from you know the story and whether it's Disney whether it's music or whether it's a score it's you have that vibe so you keep going and you are greeted with like books books from when the story first came out to comic books that I had no idea Marvel had a comic book about the Sleepy Hollow I I mean the Headless Horseman and it's just little things that you're just like you know I everyone knows about the story I know about it through Disney that's that was it but I only know so much and there's so much more into this that you're gonna learn and you're gonna come out thinking I thought I knew the story and apparently I didn't because <laughs> I learned I went to school <laughs> um, they have incredible art I mean we I one I had to go see the art that was submitted and just seeing the different types of medium from where it's acrylic paint or mixed media or sculpting or prints I mean beautiful stuff um, you get to see a little bit of that you get to see a dress this dress it's a replica and the story behind it is this person took a hundred hours to create not just sew it up but to kind of just paint in every stripe you see on that garment I mean you have to see it in person because you could see like Yes, there's we have a picture, but you have to see it in person to see like every stroke you can imagine. Like it is. What else did I see? Um, I got to see. I want to say. Oh, I will say. I apologize. <laughs> we had a chat about this, and Larry brought up if I had taken a picture of the Mary Blair piece. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I was so in awe of everything. I was taking everything in that I forgot. Shame on me. Take my Disney card. No, just I'm just kidding. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> but it is worth it. It is so worth it to take the time to go out there. Um, the museum is actually about, mm, I want to say, maybe two miles. Maybe two miles from Disneyland. Um it's actually right off the freeway. Let's say this. Right before Disneyland, there's one exit before that. Take that exit. Go all the way down. That's where you'll see it. <laughs> yeah. If you've ever been to Center Street, Anaheim, it's basically mm -hmm. 100 feet away from there. Uh, whenever we've gone to Definitely the comic book is. shops, uh, if you're familiar with where the Anaheim Ducks go to practice, their rink is right down the street from there. So... Uh, it's it's a really oh, yes, fantastic yes. area. Like downtown Anaheim right there is just really cool. There's a lot of great shops. Normally they have music and uh, like different vendors cafes and cafes and, and stuff on yeah. Saturday evenings. Whenever we used to do some of the 
they had like art crawls and stuff there. Uh, Mel was mm-hmm. part of a couple of those as well. Uh, we used to head down and we used to, you know, take photos, eat some really great food from all the vendors and just kind of hang out, you know, and they had the comic book shop there. Uh, I think they moved. I don't think they're there anymore. I think they recently moved. But yeah, it's a really great area. That's awesome. I'm glad you had an opportunity to go. I've been pretty psyched about it since Gavin mentioned it. And uh, I'm uh-huh. hoping that I get an opportunity to go because, uh, I mean, there's just so many great pieces. You know, aside from the stuff that you talked about, I yeah. know a few pieces uh, that are also going to be there, uh, including those playing cards that you sent over to us. <laughs> uh, as If you've been listening for a while, you know that I'm a huge fan of playing cards and I have a collection of different designs and everything. But, uh, yeah, I, I recently ordered that deck. Uh, because I saw the the design and I just thought it was super, super cool. Uh, do you know when the show is running until? Yes, the show is running until actually Halloween okay. night. Okay. And tickets are actually, um, if you're a Anaheim resident, they're $4. If uh, you wanted to get one for your child, it's 3 Or just an adult ticket, $5. And it's worth it. It is worth it you're gonna you're gonna leave finding something new that you didn't know and i that's i think the best thing because when you go and you appreciate art and you or you learn something there i mean you just take that with you and of course it sets up for the you know the spooky season it's <laughs> perfect yeah. so i definitely recommend right on well, we'll put a link to purchase tickets and a link to the exhibit in the blog post for the episode. Make sure to go check mm-hmm. that out, podcasters.com slash 381, if you want more info on how you can purchase tickets to check it out. Uh, even if you're not an Anaheim resident, five bucks to get in, that's a steal. You know, there's yeah. there's not many other things that you can get for such a, a low amount and, you know, come out at an exhibit that, you know, that's going to knock your socks off. So... Super excited about it. I hope I get a chance to go myself. And uh, it, But if it's going anyway, like my trying to book a day at Disneyland has gone, then, yeah, that's the thing that hasn't happened yet. So we'll see. Uh, all right. I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. What do you all think? Sounds like a plan, man. I am, um, yeah, that was a good talk. Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. I, I wonder if people are going to hear the rain in the background, considering that, like you said, Thor is pouring that bucket. <laughs> oh, uh, it, it caught on my, it, you'll hear it. It's <laughs> on my mic. What I, if? I saw it be, you know, <laughs> on there. Thor had buckets. <laughs> what if Thor was actually Aquarium, the fish tank? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's how I know that I need to go get some rest. For sure. Uh, Again, if you have any comments on anything that we talked about, leave a comment in the Instagram post for this episode. Uh, We'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, Again, if you were at Disney World, we'd love to hear exactly how things went down and how different they were from some of the stuff that we saw on social media. And, um, yeah, Team Boat Willie Pins is still available. Remember, $5 from every pin sold will be donated to help cure women's cancers. Uh, If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. 
Bye. See ya. It's time to play the music. It's time to light the lights. It's time for the Muppets Haunted Merchant. <laughs> yeah. And then the actual lightning comes. I know a real. <laughs> that would have been. Dumb. That would have been.